You are listening to motivational quotes and inspirational life stories from real life people just like you. I'm your host, Victoria Johnson. You can learn more about me and my number one best-selling book at victoriajohnson.org. It's time to share our experiences and motivate and inspire you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm excited about our guest today. He's one of my favorite humans on the planet. (laughs) Our guest is Paul Luftenegger, and he is an award-winning singer-songwriter who has just been preparing to launch a brand new album called Spears of Love. And you can find that album on BeKindness.com, as well as many other places that Paul is going to tell us about. I have so many questions, so let's get started. Welcome, Paul. Hi there, Victoria. (laughs) It's great to have you here. Thank you for coming back. Yes, it's an honor. And I'm so excited to share this for the first time. This is the sort of inaugural uh, first interview for this new eighth album. Wow. Well, that is an honor. Thank Mm -hmm. you. So speaking of eighth album, I know that this process and even the writing of this album has been different for you than other albums. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So this is a unique um this is a unique one I mean they all are but this has been a bit different with covid which has been a really I would say a challenging space for me more so than I think a lot of people have obviously had their challenges with covid but mine mine was I thought we were a little further ahead in the world than we've been and it was a bit disappointing to see how and what sort of happened and I know there's obviously blessings and silver linings and all that but I do think that I wouldn't be me if I didn't share the heart space of the truth of the challenge And, you know, COVID sort of blindsided me, you know, it sort of stopped everything as it did for so many of us. And I think oftentimes we're so used to seeing the glass half full that I feel we don't sometimes talk about it being half empty sometimes. And I definitely felt half empty and I don't normally feel like that. So, you know, it was a challenge for me. And in January of uh, 2021, I had a message from my team, I call it, you know, the other side and my highest self to write an album. And God sort of called that of of me. And I was like, no way. No, I don't have that in me. I, I cannot do that right now. And I said no. So to start this sort of year with saying no to God, literally. And what's interesting is it took me about a week and a half to sort of go like, well, why am I saying no? And I challenged myself to try. And I just said to God, I was like, you know, really, if you want me to do this, you're going to have to help me because I don't have much in me right now. And sure enough, every single step along the way, I've had more miracles around this album than any of the others I've done and more support instantly. So I feel like, and it's also the longest project I've done in all of the time I've been doing this. So it took the longest time. It's the most expensive album I've made and it required the most time to sort of wait to actually record it. So yeah. (laughs) So it's interesting how you talk about when you surrendered, things just started lining up a little bit better for you. And I'm interested to know, you have allowed me to listen to a couple of the songs in advance. And I'm interested to know when you were writing those, were you coming from the glass half full space? Had you worked through everything then or or does, does the album go through a process of half empty to half full? Yes, so it's a really great question. So the thing that I I'm going to just share is this album is actually all about half full and actually whole. So becoming whole again after being a bit broken, actually. And I would actually even say that these are conversations with God. Actually, is what I what I would say about them. And what's interesting about them is that I knew that I wanted to do a spiritual flow, which is what all of my albums are. But the first one, it really started with 
the message from God is that these hands of mine, and what can we do with them? And even though we're challenged, even though we're broken, even though we're messed up in a world, what can we do with our hands? And at the end of the day, what I know to be true with God is our souls and our hearts come through our hands and we can do things with that space. So the first song actually really set the tone of the album, which is These Hands of Mine. And it starts off, I had all these visions with heaven reflecting back upon itself once we make the commitment with love from our heart and soul to be in our hands in action, you know, in service to the world and others. And so that flow started everything off for me. And it took me through a gamut of, I mean, probably some of the deepest spaces. I thought I went deep before, but I've never been this deep in my life. <laughs> so, yeah. As you went through those deep spaces, did you find that there was like a, a healing journey for yourself as well. Yes. So what's interesting about this, and I'm going to go back to you. So as everyone knows, Victoria is the most amazing teacher for Heal Your Life. Or you can heal your life, I should say. And it's Louise Hay's work. And what's interesting about this album is I don't think I would have been able to do this the way that I did this without that. And it, what's funny about this is I thought that I had sort of dealt with and helped and healed my childhood challenges or, or traumas even, I would say. Um, I think we all have these deep-rooted, challenged childhoods that we need to really sometimes address. And Heal Your Life did that for me with you. And what's interesting about this is that it came from a space that I surrendered to the child within me and took the child within me through this album. I've not done that on any of my other work this way. So it really opened up this deep space within me that I think we're all, we have so many layers. And I remember a long time ago, one of one Barbara Brown Taylor, I think is who said this to me. I'm going to hope that I'm right on this, but she said something to the effect of don't be afraid to lean into the dark when you feel it. And it's one of the few people, you know, I, I meet a lot of people in the spiritual, you know, industry or slash movement. And she's one of the few people that actually gave permission to not be afraid a little bit, just to at least peek around in the dark. What's in there? Why are you afraid? What's going on? And the truth is life can be a little dark at times. And that is just a shadow to see the light. So I leaned into the dark a little bit with my child at the beginning of this album and then realized that actually, through the dark is how things are created. And um, anyways, it's just, it's been a really big, beautiful journey that really involved actually you. Um, so it's cool that it's starting off with you and that's heaven reflecting back right here. That is so beautiful. And thank you so much for those kind words and for that honor. There's a, a couple of things that I want to speak to. First of all, I'm incredibly blessed by your work and humbled by your words. And I just want people listening to know that we have these spiritual icons, let's call them in our life, <laughs> who, you know, maybe we look up to or we think, wow, they've done so much. And I love that Paul is coming on here and saying, uh, you know what, there's dark times for me too. And I think it's so real for us to talk about those dark times and coming through to the light instead of staying say, staying in that place where we sometimes feel spiritual people should be, where everything is awesome all the time and it lacks that substance and that realness. And I feel like a listener of this album, I feel like you have tapped into that darkness and like you said, then created this healing journey to the light throughout the album. And I feel that people listening to it will be blessed in the same way from it. And mm. I mean, none of us have gone unscathed from the events over the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful gift you are giving the world. Mm. 
Thank you for just, I think just saying the truth. I think oftentimes we, there's so much, you know, the word shame is such a big part of our existence that we don't deal with until we do. (laughs) And then what's interesting is once we do deal with the fact that we've all felt shame in our life in some capacity, what I, I really feel is important to say in this space of sort of I think actually releasing the shame is to admit that to be a human being at times is traumatizing. And I think there was a traumatizing for me, I can only speak for my experience in this this space with COVID. And what I want to say too is, you know, my father took his own life in 2011. And I thought that was sort of the darkest moment I'd ever have in my life. Um, And then what I realized when COVID hit, I was like, are you kidding me? I was just getting back to something you know, where I felt kind of good again. And then whack, you know, like, boof, <laughs> the, the the universe crumbled a bit in 2020. And what's really weird about this space is I was in Europe doing a tour and I sort of saw COVID sort of trailing behind me. And by the time we left, it had sort of gone insane. And I remember leaving Copenhagen's airport, flying back to North America, and they sort of started to question us heavily. We had just been in Germany, in Berlin, and it, you could tell something shifted at that particular moment. And from that point on, it sort of just was like a a cataclysmic event. (laughs) And I'm really glad to say that, you know, I think that what's beautiful is we have held hands around the world with our love, with our light, through the challenge, through the trauma, and we've come out. And this is why I wanted to use this year in particular to create some light, because that's the one thing we can do. So I know you've done that through COVID. I've done that. And our our family of soul family around the world has done that, actually. So together, we're stronger in that light. So, And what a beautiful visual that creates as I listen to you speak of just joining hands around the world and holding people up in light and in love, recognizing that, yes, there is pain, but we are stronger together, like you said. So... This album, Spears of Love, how did you come up with that title? Well, this is the thing that's sort of interesting is, you know, I always say that my great um, inspiration is God. So God actually sort of guided that. I knew instantly when I was meditating and that came to me that it was time for that album. I also think a circle, the way I see God and I see visions, um, I'm one of those people that see visions. I think we all do if we're really honest. Um, Visions come from our heart, with our soul, with the beloved and once you sort of see visions, I had a vision that it would be a round sphere. And I think that the soul is round. There's no end and no beginning. I believe that God is round, no end, no beginning. And, you know, in a circle or a sphere, that energy goes from the center out to all that is. So that's the sphere. And even in these times, you know, what I think is interesting is Coldplay is one of my favorite bands. And they have an album out this year, which I didn't know about when in January I titled this with God. But it's interesting that Um, I think it's the music of the spheres, if I'm not mistaken, but it's interesting how these times have actually been predicted with the sphere, which I did not know about. And I think that we're in a huge shift. And it's exciting, actually, because what happens, you know, maybe that we actually are further ahead than I thought, but I just, we maybe needed a purgatory space to sort of realize it, (laughs) you know? Oh, I can relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have a favorite song on this album or does it change from week to week, day to day? Well, it's interesting because my favorite song on this album is actually probably Broken and Whole, if I'm really honest. Beautiful song. It's track 11. It's one of those ones. I wrote the whole album and I love all of them. I call them little, like they're my babies, really. They once lived inside of me and then they were born. But number 11 actually came. This album was ironically recorded and actually um, it was also 
written in the order in which it was given to me, which I've not had that happen before in my writing. And then what's interesting is I thought I was done after 10. And then all the sudden I sat down one day and I was like, there's one more. And I sat down instantly. It's the fastest song I've probably ever written. And it was just about the paradox, the good, the bad, the dark, the light, the you know broken hole. Mm-hmm. And, and this song came out and I have to say it's touching nerves that I've not seen happen in my work so far. Uh, so it's my favorite. I think that people will know where they were and what they were doing when they first listened to that song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I can picture exactly where I was driving down the highway when I heard that song for the first time. And it speaks, like you said, to us all. We all have those parts of us that are broken. And at the same time, we are whole. Mm. How beautiful. Mm, thanks. I really, it's it's actually just to hear you say that too. I'm really looking forward to this song sort of of reaching those that I think at times don't admit that they're broken because it gives them permission to become whole again, you know? So yes, beautiful. <laughs> it's very beautiful. I just want to say for those people who aren't familiar with Paul's work, again, it's Be Kindness. That's B-E-E, kindness.com. Uh, to definitely uh, go on to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and check it out. It is shockingly wonderful. I can say that It amazes me when I talk to Paul and then listen to his music that there's all of his love comes through in both situations, but just this voice of an angel, but yet powerful to these beautiful words has been very experiential for me. It's not just listening to the music. I feel like I experience the music and I'm so excited for the listeners to do the same. Tell us about um, prior to Spears of Love. Do you have um, another favorite album or a favorite song that really speaks to your heart? Well, so the way that my music is sort of cataloged, um, and I think it's important to maybe say this. So I think, first of all, people underestimate the power of music. Uh, We are vibrations. We are frequencies. And when we realize that we're frequencies, you know, it also comes into the energy aspect. We're energy, right? We're alive forever. And the thing that's interesting with music is I like to consider myself as somewhat of a tuner or a piano tuner, but for the soul with God. So what I've experienced in my work is that I am in ways a guide to retune or realign your soul with the beloved. And this is my calling. So it took me a while to figure this out. So to answer your question, my music is really a catalog of ascension to help you reach your highest self and manifest. And that means that, you know, wherever you need to enter it, it's important. But if you go back to my first albums, I have seven and then this is my eighth. Um, the first album is Blessings from Above, Beautiful World. Then it moves into... Um, Uh, basically all of the other ones. We won't go through them. But the thing that I want to say is that wherever you come at it, it's important. The Miracle of You is a really good album because it's in co-creation with Anita Morjani, who has had an NDE. And the thing that's interesting is that I believe we're at a time where we need to co-create. In order to do this, we need to understand and value each other. So that comes to the namaste. You know, I honor you because I know you honor me. The universe in you honors you know, the universe and me equally. And when we do that, something happens where God can come in for both. And then we can create and co-create something magical together. So this is sort of my call to action. And music, what's really interesting is it connects people around the world. We're at a time where we need to start to realize that we need to work together to figure out some of the problems and find solutions. So to answer your question, it's just, you know, wherever this may find you, start there and, you know, look at my albums and see what feels right to your soul, right to your heart. 
Uh, that is a great answer and so true because I know that I've been blessed by different albums of yours at different times. And I don't know if they find me at the right time or I find them at the right time, <laughs> but the the what I need appears. So it's so beautiful. Mm. I want to thank you again for being on our show. I want to let the listeners know November 11th, 2021, this album is launching. <laughs> it's so exciting. And again, it's bekindness, B-E-E, kindness.com to check out Paul or just go to wherever you listen to your favorite music and you will find the album Spheres of Love there as well as the rest of Paul's catalog. I know they will enjoy it. Paul, every time I'm with you, I am uplifted and I know our listeners will feel the same. Thank you so much for everything you do in the world. And thank mm. you so much for being here today. Thank you so much to everyone listening. Just take great care of yourself. And as we know, love yourself because it's the most important thing you can do. So God bless. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Paul. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. It is my true desire that you have been inspired and felt a sense of connection with the words being shared. If you have an inspirational story to share on how you have overcome adversity and created an exceptional life, please visit my website, victoriajohnson.org. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next time.